Guys, shut the fuck up. <sighs> Thank you. No way. Everybody just stare at them. Everybody just stare. Oh shit, that's mainly real. Staring at what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to scare. We're over here. We're over here talking about man shit. So am I. Right. Yeah. We were specific about tires and classic gathering? cars. We were specific. We were specifically <laughs> talking about penises, which I think is like the only and number one topic that goes under man shit. Just big dick walking. <laughs> Are we going back to Matt again from Black Rifle? <laughs> Dude, that man is not only the that is the epitome of American eagle goodness wrapped into is, one human. He is second only to Ryan Reynolds. Take that back. Ryan Reynolds has nothing on Matt Best. No, I, Matt Best Ryan, can Ryan, shoot guns, owns Ryan guns, Reynolds, and plays then... guitar. That is fucking sick. They're still on that about it. So They're still going. Sick. What the hell is that? Look at it's it's it, it's a rim that's designed to make it look like you have white wall tires. But you get the rubber but band. But you tire get the effect. thin band. No. Well, let me yeah. see. No, no, that's that's inc- that's I mean, it awesome. Looks cool, Please hold. But right no, now. we're handing a phone around. Yeah, you get so that you old have... school look with modern yeah. look. Yeah, I don't know what. That's cheating. It isn't. It isn't. That's it cheating. Isn't, it isn't. It's not a white wall tire. That's like the Harley, Harley and Chopper gang with the hubless rims. Like it's just a different game. Yeah. Cheating. Are we recording or yes, not? we've been okay, recording. Finally. <laughs> So, well, no, we're going to do this quick great. because I got a story for y'all. I got to go pee. Oh, fucking hell. Damn Just it. continue. I'll start the podcast. Uh, welcome to the Bar Tools podcast. Morning. Minus Trevor. He's going to go lock himself in the bathroom. Um, and so... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not on my toilet. Okay, you're getting turned down. We're we're in a new location, so we're all figuring out how loud we are. You're fine. Don't get any farther away from the mic. Just don't get any closer. Uh, how about now? Are you having fun with his phone now? No, Max is taking sh- selfies. Yes. Max. Max is totally just blowing up his phone. Oh, oh Jesus. That's a mistake. No shit. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the Bar Tools Podcast. Thank you, Snowtown Brewery, for the delicious brew. Uh, thank you to all of our crazy listeners. And thank you... For to Louise for posing for that photo. Um, did I miss anything? Oh, yeah. Find us and like us on all the social medias and Spotify's. Um, we are at bartoolspodcast at gmail.com is our email. And uh, by the way, if you email us, you'll be emailing Max, which is you do at your own peril. So. At your own risk. <laughs> not so quick story time. Story time. You're going to get a look into the life of the music business and a musician is at whole. So about two months ago, I got a email, random email. I've had this happen before, saying that they want me to play for this show that they're putting together. And by they, I don't know who they are either. So we're all in this together. So I get an email. I look at my calendar. I immediately email back and say, yes, I would love to play for you guys, whatever. Um, They give me a location and all that fun stuff. And again, I have done one of these before. They're called showcases. And what they do is they literally just ask random bands in the area to come play a show. And we actually have to sell tickets. Um, It's kind of a gauge of how are you good as a band. And there will be industry people there and stuff like that. Um, Last time it was actually at a music venue. This one was at a 
kind of a big bar with a big stage. <clears throat> so over the course of the next two or so, so the way this works business-wise, for those of you at home, they give us 50 tickets to start out. We have what's called a ticket split. You have to sell 25 tickets at X amount of dollars, and the venue gets X amount of dollars out of that. So, for example, in this case, I have to sell 25 tickets. They're technically $12 a piece, but the venue says $10 goes to us, $2 goes to you. So I just sold them for 10 bucks a piece. Once I get done selling those first 25 tickets, 100% of everything after that is profit straight into my pocket, no matter what. So basically, I owe the venue 250 bucks. okay? Over the course of the next four weeks, I sell my tickets. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to Jared Kokel, um, who's a friend of the podcast. He specifically, when he found out about what I was doing, sent me $250 and bought 25 tickets right on the spot. Damn, that's so awesome. So when you sell your 25 tickets... Such a cool guy. Right. You're supposed to immediately get a hold of the promoters, say, I've sold my 25 tickets, and that allows you to pick which spot in the lineup you play in. So they send you a list of the time slots. You pick which one you want. All is well and good. I've sent them their money. And over the course of four weeks, I have emailed about three or four different people. The first person named MJ Thompson. That's all I know. There's your red flag right there. You're emailing three or four different people. Right. But again, I've done this before. It sounds really sketchy, but the shows actually exist. You don't get ripped off. No one tries to take your money, which we found out the hard way. Um, So anyway, I understand it sounds sketchy. You're emailing about three or four people, but I figure it's an organization. They do exist. I look them up. Um, And for the first week, I message this gal named MJ who sets up the show. For the next two or three weeks, I messaged Justin, and he's the guy that I sent, not specifically sent the money to. I sent it to their group account or whatever, and he was kind of doing the middle organization. The last guy, who on the email's name was Brian Michael, is the last guy I talked to, and all he did was basically say, hey, we're putting together the set times the week of the show, and only one act, me, has gotten a hold of me and given me my $250, so the rest of you need to start getting a hold of us. So, and also for those of you at home, if you don't sell the first 25 tickets, it doesn't mean you're kicked off the show. It just means you didn't perform as well as they thought. This is a way for people to check out new bands and new acts and see who can pull a crowd, see who can play a good show, stuff like that. I was the only act to give them their money, make the 250 limit, whatever. <clears throat> so night of the show, we roll up. And I specifically got a text that morning that said, hey, please remember to be there for load-in at 4.30. Load-in, for those of you that don't know, means get your gear in the building. Um, Load-in, we're going to collect ticket revenue and leftover tickets, check out ticket sales, all that fun shit. We show Well, I show up at 4.20, walk in with my gear. Two of the bands are there. And uh, I go meet a couple of the guys. And I go, so who's our, uh, where's our person at? What's going on? And they said, well, we haven't met one yet. Uh, We met a guy named Mike. He was here. He left at like 4.10, 4.15, so 20 minutes before we were supposed to load in. And he appeared to be piss drunk. Great. He said he was kind of overseeing things, but he also said, I'm going to take off, and the sound guy will be here, and he'll get you all set up. Great. There's still nobody from the promotion because what we find out very quickly is, well, the sound guy works for the venue. 
He's not working for this promotion crew. He belongs to the bar that we're, you know, playing at. So I wait about a half hour. Five o'clock rolls around. Sound guy still isn't there. And finally, I text this number back that was very polite and nice. And, and she was like, hey, remember 430. Have a great set. Good luck. Um, and I text it back and I go, and with permission of the other band members, and I made sure they watched what I wrote because I never met this Mike guy. I go, does this look accurate? And I text her back the same story I just told all of you. They go, yep, that's accurate. And at this point, I'm starting to get angry. I'm just starting to like seethe because somebody is supposed... Last time I played a show like this, I walked in the door. There was a lady in a suit, like very nice lady, but obviously the person we were supposed to talk to took our tickets, took our revenue, shook our hand, was there the whole night, checking out the show, the whole thing. So I text her, text this person, and I say, and I obviously very quickly find out that it's MJ that I'm texting. And I go, your people aren't here. We're here. Show's supposed to start at 6, and we just got told that, by the way, the sound guy might not be here till 6 hmm. by this mic guy who's pissed drunk and left at 410 before any of the other bands <clears throat> got here. Basically, over the course of the next hour and a half, two hours, I become the promotion guy. <laughs> because... She then emails me the set list for the night and asks me to show it to the sound guy. So I show it to the sound guy. I go, apparently this is what's going on. We know the set times and the set list and who's in what order. There's no arguing over that. But uh, the promotion person that's supposed to be here to collect the revenue to pay the venue. That's what that $250 is for, to pay the venue for letting us use it. And the poor sound guy got bombarded by, like, 20 musicians the second he walked in the door. Oh, shit. So, right, so he's freaked out. Like, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Turns out the venue has been promoting that the show starts at 7, not 6, which is fine because one of the acts got dropped off the bill anyway because they didn't respond or reply to any email. And so the show is supposed to start at 6.40. No biggie. We're just moving the set list back, the sets back 20 minutes. No big deal. But... It's a Sunday night, and this show doesn't stop until 2 in the morning. Jeez. Luckily, my time... Holy fuck. Luckily, I reserved my time spot for 8 o'clock, so no biggie. Over the course of the next hour, this lady now has me... Hang on. <clears throat> Wet your whistle. Wet my throat. Um, this late. Yep, thank you. <laughs> this lady has me take attendance of who's there. All the bands were already there. And then at about five to ten minutes time after that, I say, there's still no one here to collect ticket revenue or do anything. She goes, I'm going to text all of the bands and tell them to give you their money. Please keep $100 for yourself for your trouble and give it to the production manager. To which I go, there's no production manager. We have a sound guy. Like, do you want me to find... And then she says, then in the next text, she goes... Just give it to the manager. So then I go, the manager of the bar, the sound guy, who do you want me to give this money to? Then she says for me to just hold on to it until somebody shows up. And I go, no, 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 sweetheart. I play at 8 o'clock. I'm leaving at 8.30 the second I get off stage. I'm tired. I got to get up at 5 in the morning. Gas money for you. What's that? There's gas money. Take it and run, buddy. (laughs) But at the same time, this is getting really sketchy, and now I've got six bands that just got a text. How much money are you essentially holding at that point? I I haven't. I didn't take it. So that's the thing. I'm just saying, if you were to take a couple grand, no, not even. 
I'm the only one that sold enough tickets to even come close to 25 okay, tickets. It's okay, it's maybe a so grand. I might, no, I might have been able to hold on to, they might have given me like 100 bucks. I'm serious. There might be four or five people from each band. So five bands, t- so 200, 300 bucks total I would have been holding on to because none of the bands sold half as many tickets as I did. When I told people that I sold all 25 of my tickets, my first 25 tickets, and then some, all of their eyebrows shot to their forehead. Yeah, they couldn't believe it. So. They obviously need better friends. Yeah. Yeah. So I doubt I was even going to, like, the $100 that I would be keeping, I'm pretty sure the venue would still make nothing. So anyway, Hmm. I tell her no. I then pull all the bands outside, explain to them what just happened, and tell them, please don't give me your money. And they all pull out their phones and go, oh, shit, we just did just get a text. I'm like, don't give me your fucking money. If they want their money that bad, they can get their asses down here and show up yeah. and figure their shit out. They're supposed to be a professional promotion company. Eventbrite or something is the name of them. And, yeah, I'm putting you on blast. Get your shit together. And for not our, my problem. <laughs> not my problem. It's not. It's not my problem. So I did talk to one other guy while a band was playing. Apparently, he knew that this lady had a habit of doing this. And in terms of she's just apparently scatterbrained and incompetent and can't. Oh, good. Another Kevin. Right. (laughs) So typically, this is how it goes. So I text her, and I very politely say, look, I don't feel comfortable taking their money. I'm not holding on to it it for you. And I'm not going to sit here and hold on to money all night. Like, that's just fucking weird. And I said, you need to get yourself or somebody down here. Well, Mike was supposed to do it. Well, I know that, but Mike went home drunk 20 minutes before he was supposed to be here. So apparently the person that was supposed to be there originally got COVID. This person I'm talking to is 20 hours away by car. So my assumption is, my dad's assumption is this Mike guy was actually supposed to do it, got pissed drunk and went home. And the COVID thing's a bullshit lie. I agree. 100%. 100%. Right. They didn't right. want to be there till 2 o'clock in the morning and said, fuck this. Yeah, on right. a Sunday. Right. And so now comes Monday. Keep in mind, I've paid them their 250 that they're owed, and they told me that the revenue for my online ticket sales, which I know I have sold at least six tickets online, which is about $72 back to me, would be going into my account. No money goes into my account Monday. So I send her a text, and I go, hey, there's no online revenue ticket money in my account. What's going on? And she basically wrote back, well, since no one was there to collect the, the money, we took all the revenue we could get, including online ticket sales, and gave it to the venue. And I said, okay, that's fine. How are you going to get me my money? Because I paid you guys your $250. Oh, I forgot to mention... She fucked up and said, after $200, you guys were supposed to keep everything after that. Oh, good. Oh. So you now owe me $130. Right. $122. So I wrote her back a very nice, long, perfectly formatted message that said, this is where I have a problem. I'm just going to pull it up because it's better to read. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, it's better to read. This Please is like hold. that episode where uh, uh, Gary took his truck to that shop in Marysville and then left a really nasty review on Google. Yes. And never heard anything back. And never heard anything back. Here we go. <clears throat> so she said, 
when I asked about the online money, her exact words were, hey, Frazier, yes, it was supposed to go to my bank account. Bands were supposed to keep everything after $200 sold. You just fucked up. But since no bands turned in anything, the club kept the online sales to cover the rental fee. When they send the report, if any bands have over $200 in ticket sales, you're looking at him. I will get those paid out, even though the show was a huge loss, but it's all good. I'm glad they let everybody play, blah, blah, blah. So this is the thing I sent back. So here's where I start having a problem. First off, we were told the ticket split was 25 tickets, which means we were supposed to keep everything after $250. So is it $200 or $250? Secondly, I was the only act that actually hit my ticket split, and I already paid you guys your $250 two weeks before the show via Venmo. I then sent her a screenshot of that transaction. So now we have two problems. Is it $200 and you owe me 50 bucks plus my online tickets, online ticket sales, or you just owe me my ticket sales? Either way, the, ve- the revenue from the online sales shouldn't be going to cover anything because I paid my money to you guys, and I halfway fil- facilitated your fucking show since no one showed up for you. To which you, you, you she even said, keep $100 for your trouble. Right. So it yeah. should be even more than what you're asking Arguably, for. Arguably, but I didn't take the money. Right. So I sent her a screenshot. Oh, event tied. That's what they're called. Event tied. Okay. She then tells me, and I don't know how she has the stupidity or the balls to say this. Quote, I didn't know that you had already sent the Venmo. Let me check on that. I then wrote back, I was talking to Justin when that was sent, and he confirmed receiving it. Reply back. Okay, I have a message into Justin. I'm sure... I will hear back as soon as possible. In the meantime, can you send me your PayPal email? I'm still waiting to hear about online sales, but I will get you your, she fucks up again, your $2 per ticket no matter what. I said since so, I said back, so since I made my ticket split and paid you guys your $250, shouldn't 100% of my online ticket sales be coming back to me? Uh I was able to send that back to you ASAP. If the, uh, so as soon as the, basically she says, as soon as the funds get freed up from the online ticket sales, I will get that sent back to you. Thank you. Basically knowing she'd been caught. And at that moment, I got $50 transferred to my bank account immediately. Mm. Because she knew that the $250 fuck up, she, or the $250 versus $200 fuck up she just sent. So next week, come Monday or Tuesday, if I haven't heard anything back about my online ticket sales, I'm going to be sending her another text going, where the fuck is my money? Because I know if you don't hear anything back, we will be going to find someone. Right. I will be emailing event tide. So here's my thing. Event tide. You guys put on a, you guys gathered a good show. The bands were really good, except for the first one. (laughs) I'm not going to say their name because they needed some work. All the other bands were a lot of fun, but get your heads out of your asses. We, as musicians that are working for you and making you money, shouldn't have to jump through hoops to get paid. And yeah, I get it. Technically, we're talking about $72 here, but my problem is the principle of the matter of not only did I have to go to a show and play, or did I get to go to a show and play, but then you stressed everyone else out by not having your ducks in order, having the guy that you decided to have or do everything get pissed drunk. Then leave. And leave 20 minutes before any band showed up. You, like, you guys massively dropped the fucking ball on this. And I have played showcases before. They've gone off without a hitch. The fact that this one fucked up this bad really says a lot about your organization. And whoever this MJ person is that I messaged, 
you really need to get your shit together. I have never seen a more incompetently handled situation in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah. I have all the texts and emails to back up everything I just said. Yeah, you better save those. Then we stayed and I didn't get home till 11 o'clock Sunday night. So uh, that's where I am. Who also books a show on a Sunday night? I don't know. Because that was like, that was the whole thing for me. I'm like, wait, I thought the thing was on Saturday. Saturday would have been a great night. Oh, you don't get me been wrong. So that thing would have been filled. Yeah. Don't get me I wrong. Hear, yeah. I was about to say, being on a Sunday show, like, not a lot of people are going to go to so it because they got to work the next don't day. Don't get me wrong. I believe the Sunday night show is stupid, but in the music industry, you play whatever show and whatever night they can get you in. Right. So it maybe the venue didn't work out for Saturday or Friday. Maybe, I mean, you never know. That 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 part I can dismiss. Like, I understand. Trust me. I'd rather not play on a Sunday night either, especially when I get up at 5. I mean, you guys can hear how congested I am because after I've been staying up that late and playing, I'm a little worn out. And my nose is clogged. But still, the point is that, like, yeah, having a show on a Sunday night, that's hard enough as it is to gather people. But I still did my job. I still gathered people. I still made your money. I still paid you. I still got offers, and now I've got an awesome. Uh, I didn't tell you this. Um, I'm meeting up with a guy tomorrow uh, because from that show, the sound guy and a couple other people want me to sing for their band. So <laughs> I'm looking into a few of those. That's but, dope. but I mean, that really happens. cool. I mean, yeah, showcases are more to make connections for the musicians so that you can meet yeah. other bands and stuff. But and it is to promote yourself. But on their end, it's like this sounded like a great idea, but. You guys, again, last time it was on a Saturday night. I don't know who put it together. Maybe it was the same group, but this one was handled <laughs> so poorly. And this is how you look into the music industry. If you ever hear about promoters that ran off with money at thousands of dollars, this is what we're talking about. You email them their money, you get them their ticket sales, and then they never email you back, and they never give you your online ticket sales or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> again, I don't think these people are trying to cheat me out of money. I think they're just stupid, which almost it is worse. It could be a little bit of column A. It could be a little bit of column B. Yeah, and I, I think it's yeah. a little bit of both. But because going off stupid. of what um, that MJ person was going off of, right? I think she was trying to act. Either she's that dumb, or she's trying to act dumb just to get you. I honestly away think. From doing I that. honestly think she's that dumb because there's no way that she would have dropped the ball on the show night and fucked up and had nobody. One thing they're not going to do, they're not, it's like, sorry, it's like drug dealers. They're not going to not show up to collect their money. The number one thing she was worried about is who the fuck's collecting the money? Who's collecting the money? Right. So that's, that's, I don't know. Maybe get one of your people down here and figure it out. Right. Like that's incompetence. So the online ticket sales, maybe that was this column B scam part. But so far, this part with the show was straight incompetence, yeah. just stupidity. Mm -hmm. You were saying? Uh, I was going to ask for the name of that company again. It was Event, Event Tide. Tide. That's Event it. Tide. Event Tide. Just that That's all I know. All right. <laughs> they're on Venmo. I sent them money. Yeah, well, it doesn't mean that they're legitimate because they just have a Venmo. Well, they obviously are legitimate because they put this together and it actually worked out. But that's the other thing that proves incompetence. For some reason, the venue thought that the show started at 7. The rest of us were told it started at 6. There was a lack of communication. <laughs> And then there was one band. So the set times were each 20 to 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Or 30 minutes long with 15 minute 
changeovers for bands. One of the bands, when they put the slide the slot together, the slot only gave them 20 minutes. So the slot, everything afterwards was a little fucked up. We figured it was just a typo. But still, like, again, if you're supposed to be a professional promotion company for musicians doing yeah, that shit, shit straight, you need to have your crap in order and put together. Yeah. Look, I've never been in the music music industry. I guarantee I could run one better than these fuckers could. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have a vent-tied audio. So the, the Venmo is at ET concert check-in. Event tied. Hmm. Trying to find them. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, they're probably... Yeah. Anyway, how's the rest of everybody else's week? Been fantastic. I'm at my new job. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Thomas is making money again. Yeah, well, I'm not making as good as money as I was, but... Hey, you're making it's, money. It's basically... Uh, a better version of Bob's, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, but you got a condo in Maui. Well, that's the one of the perks. It's not mine, but anybody it's in the company can use it. one of the perks that I can be like, oh, wait, hey, can I borrow this for like a week? Yeah. Yeah, Ty, go ahead. I mean, if you give them enough in advance notice, yeah. <laughs> God damn, like that. I mean, I I'm think... sorry, like. Me being a bus driver, if somehow like the district's like, oh yeah, you guys can go use. I now have to battle like a fucking hundred people for this. But not only that, it's like I've had like, like every electrician I've worked with so far, which is about three of them out of the five man crew that they out of the five crews that they have, which is you just have an O two electrician out on their own. Yeah. Um, every single one of them is like, oh my god, where have you been? I'm like, going, oh, put your dick back in your pants. And calm the fuck down. It's were they like, like, were they that bad, or they just, you just no? They, it's like they, they need a they need another competent person because um, they really they're apparently have been so overworked lately that they don't know what to do. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, you have one to two jobs a day, maybe three. I, yes, you're doing it by yourself, but I'm like, this is easy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. like, wait, and if you have a panel swap, you're doing it by yourself. All day. Really? I could get one done in four and a half hours. That's my new bogey at this point. Right. Like, that's not hard. I, I feel bad for these guys because I'm like, going, a lot of this work isn't hard, but if you're doing it by yourself, yeah, it becomes a pain in the ass because it's like you're doing everything. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little surprised that they don't hire apprentices, but shit, we all know how bad certain apprentices oh, yeah. can be it's just like are you that retarded i need a helmet no, yeah you are that retarded get the fuck out i thought i needed to give fraser a helmet when he was my apprentice <laughs> <laughs> he did, did you need really? a helmet. <laughs> i could do the outside of a no, house you also needed the drool bucket <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Hey, wait, did you ever play the whole game of like hey man smell my finger from last night no nope. <laughs> no or was that him doing that to you? No. <laughs> you could see the red stains on his fingers. Oh. Okay, then. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. No, that was a different time in my life. Ah, <laughs> uh, the horrid days. Oh, my Lord. No, on it's... your fingers, not your mouth? 
so, yes. I was so happy. Fly, Red Baron, fly. <laughs> I, red I, wings, it's, you know this. He went from a red mohawk to a red mustache. I am so happy. I am so happy. I lived in Spokane when Frazier was doing this shit. So he was. So instead of Red Baron, it was Red Stash. <laughs> yep. Was it Red Stash or Red Snatch? <laughs> a bit of both. But no, oh, this fucking Lord. this place has been pretty cool so far, and I mean, I. I think it's really funny is like I've been I've already made waves through it and I think the funniest thing is I've told them where I came from and I had three people come up to me and go so do you know super helper on my coin yeah it's like wow he's made it uh, he's made waves around multiple heating companies Did he work there this. no no but enough of them came from other places where they've heard of him to go if he ever shows up here we're instantly going to the owners and telling them to get the fuck, get him the fuck out. Uh-huh. I'm like, woo, okay. He's made waves. I was a little surprised by that. Because I like one guy who used to work over at Bob's, it's like, I was talking with him, like going, so he, taught, he was rattling off names and he left before I even got there. And he, I just like, I rattled off the name of, so you remember uh, Super Helper? He goes, oh God. Don't bring up that name. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, so you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bob's, I uh, oh dear, oh, ran into Big T. Really, Boss T? You brought yeah. you ran into T? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he works over at uh, their sister company now. Yeah, I was at um, the sporting goods place for hunters and outdoors on Everett Mall Way, next to Target. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what place I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I was right? there getting a pair of boots, and I was like, that guy looks really familiar, but he had a mask on, so I didn't really recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> really? I would <laughs> never have thought he would be doing that now. Right. Yeah. I was like, God, that looks really familiar. Carried on. And then I look over at him. He's on his phone like he is always. And he's looking at me like he kind of knows me because he didn't. I didn't have a beard then. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. There. You were clean shaven. You were yeah. clean. You were a so it's like clean boy. At you that could point. see the gears were turning in his head, and I was like, gears were turning in my head. You're just like and tea, tea. <laughs> and he's like tea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do the slow run of uh, to chariots of fire theme song? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Across the meadow. Yeah. <laughs> Fields of daisies. Long story short, he wants to get together and have a beer. And... Never that invited me for funny. a fucking beer. Well, he also Maybe like because no one likes you. Then, so. <laughs> right. Ooh. I mean, not as bad as Glitter Trigger when he had the, when it was Corvette uh, oh, talk yeah. all the time. God oh, damn. Word. Speaking of talk about a meat swinger. He's having a little boy. I know. Oh, we know. Yeah, I didn't because I don't talk to the douche. Oh, good. Reason one million something or other why you should have a license to have a kid. <laughs> and, and, and his mom and dad don't like her. What? Nobody <laughs> likes her. No. She doesn't why like does us. Why does that not surprise me? Oh. Of course they don't like her. She probably hates everybody else in his life except for the friends that she handpicks for him. Yeah. I mean, I hope and pray for the guy and hope everything works out best. I, I'm, I'm starting to think the best is divorce. Why can't Glitter Trigger find like a per like find a woman that actually wants him to be who he is actually? I got two words. He doesn't want to be who he wants. He's a narcissist. Right. I, no, it's the opposite. I got two words for you. Three words for you. Low self esteem. I have low self esteem, but I have standards. Right, but th- there's also a point to where someone with low self esteem that yeah. 
they'll do anything to get with a gal. And in this case, and props to him, she's a very good-looking gal that seems to have a very uh, higher taste in fashion and style. So you know, he's she's like, like a keeping up with the Kardashian type of chick. Right. So yeah, yeah. he, but that's all he's ever chased is a girl that's very good looking. He's always had a good looking girl. I can't fault him for that. But they've always been very more high ma- maintenance, materialistic. Yeah. Which, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of them are. And controlling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love that to go to pieces, but that yeah. was me back when I was dating Jordan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because and she picked exactly out, li- she literally picked out your fucking clothes for you. Yeah. Yeah. The Louise just looked over like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Wait, that was wait. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like an everyday. It wasn't every single day. There was. We went to go and see. Her family friends that were, uh, live on Lake Union, paid cash for their six million dollar home, and boasted about how they had the Seahawks over for dinner a couple of times a week. Red flag. And she went out and bought an outfit for me to wear that night because she thought that I wouldn't be able to dress myself to be able to. That's that's, the kicker right there. And proceeded to tell me how to act and talk while I was around them. And, you know, don't say anything about God or anything like that because they're also very religious and. You know, you just need to make sure that you're really, like, really respectful. Like, these are really, you know, rich, bougie people. Dude, if and that was to carry out, you'd be wearing sweater vests for the rest of your fucking life. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be sitting with this group of people drinking if tea, I had, was still dating her. Drinking tea with the sweater yeah. vest tied around your neck, hanging over your back like a cape. Yeah. Pinky. Pinky. Khakis. Khakis. No. No, but that was, that, was, that was pretty much the exact reason why I left her. And, of course, the funny thing is when you left her, because I didn't know either of you, I took her side because she was hot. So hot. And I have things to tell you later. Oh. But, <laughs> but, yeah. I see her But, oh, but I took her side, and then after he described what she was like, I was like, oh, my brother, come here. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you had one conversation with her. was like, you know, we hang out at the old inn. Right. I'll let you tell this, but what was it? Her like list of demands about the guy. Yeah, that she so I told to her. With? I told her, I was like, "Hey, come hang out with a bar." I was dating somebody at the time, so it was completely platonic. I was like, "Yeah, come hang out at the bar. It'll be a good time. You can meet some people. I know you're single now." Is this part of the terrible three. Yes, <clears throat> and I and she goes. So I was like, "Well, what kind of guy are you looking for?" Because I figured I could set her up with my buddy Hunter or something. She goes, "Well, he has to be like this tall." Make this much money, red flag right there. Yeah. Drive this kind of truck. It has to be lifted. Like basically, not only did everything she want, she described was like red neck knight in shining armor, which is fine. But everything she also listed, other than his style, was incredibly expensive. Yeah. Like everything yeah. about it. I was like, yeah. who the fuck do you think is just gonna waltz in here at our age? Yep. Grab the yeah. golden shovel, kids. What's really funny about that was when I was breaking up with her, I was like, look, you and I have very different tastes. Mm-hmm. You want champagne showers and bougie lifestyle and you know her. You just want a warm shower. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take a golden shower if it's like, warm. I'll take a shower beer. That's all I want. But 
she she had come back and and said, "Oh no, none of that stuff matters. None of that matters. You know, I we could uh-huh. we could live in it in a small house and not make any money, and that would be totally fine. Bullshit. But then you're gonna turn around and say shit like this and this bullshit. Is, it was the uh, very typical. Um, I don't want to bring up. Where are all the good guys? Yes. Well, and then the one that one time she showed up to the gym because she used to work at our gym with her mother, and I was like, "Oh, that's where she gets it." Both of them walk. I'm not even kidding with their noses up. It's not even a joke. It's 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 no. the bad cliche. They walk like this. No. Did I tell you about uh, mm. when her and I were together? She was talking about tattoos that she wanted. I was like, "Cool, go talk to an artist. Go get them. If you've been thinking about them that long, go and get them." Right. And then she has one conversation with her parents. Her parents controlled. Her, her, sorry, her mom controlled was way more controlling over her than there's, she was over me. There's that the problem. Was there's, yeah, the problem. And her and I talked several times. Of course, it always turned into a fight. Right. Of if you stopped taking what their opinions of you so seriously, none of this would be an issue. Yeah. The problem is, I bet you the problem with her stems from her mother. Yeah. She's absolutely. just a product 100%. of their bullshit. Considering the first time that her mom met my mom, uh, her mom was like, oh, yeah, I'm the general of the helicopter parent. Ooh, hey. red, red okay. flag. <laughs> red flag. Adios. Yeah, no, I, I see. But that's the end. And by the way, you should take total pride in this, but especially you at your what you were doing at the time. You're a single dad in a small town. You're a mechanic like not in a bad way, but you're living a country song, and in a good way. Like you have a small town, humble beginnings guy that's gonna be yeah. a business owner one day, and that's a, and I personally envy that because I think that's cool <laughs> to have that kind of heritage and background, and also no, be known as the blue collar working guy. I love that, but yeah, for her, just becoming rare and rarer these days, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the other reason yeah. I love it because it's the classic American story of. Yeah. You know, it's the old American dream, right? And this person obviously doesn't want anything to do with it because, no. yeah, she wanted, like you said, champagne showers. Yeah. Which, and I mean, this is not going to, you know, for our listeners, this was also uh, Marley five, five years so ago, four years ago, yeah, four or five years ago, yeah, uh, yeah, because I was uh, Marley wasn't even one yet when her and I were together, right? So, speaking of showers. No, I have not given her a golden shower yet. What about her giving you one? No. We have, have you peed between her legs? But, yet? Hey, no. he said yet, 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 yet. Oh, I'll pee on her. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I don't want to be fucking peed on. gross. Just, just remember what I told you, Max. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> I think that's one stream that's okay to cross. <laughs> How do you cross a stream with a sprinkler? Okay, who cares? <laughs> Easy, you hit it with a fire hose. (laughs) Does it do that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know yet. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we've we've literally like hate us for this. (laughs) No, I actually. Well, so I think it was it was that week. It was I think it was on Saturday. I saw her at the bar, and I told her like, so like I heard about your guys' first kiss story, and she immediately turned bright ass red and just started laughing. Yep, yep, yep. Then she pretty does. much started telling me the story all over again. And I'm just I'm like, yeah, I think it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. No. It's out yeah. there. That she yeah. knows. Well, because then she even like then she said, like, so, well, how do you think like like me and him are gonna be? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, calm down, you'll be fine. 
Yeah. yeah. No, her crazy matches my crazy. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah your two peas and nice. a pie. What? The chicken pot pie? Peas. Ooh, chicken pot That's pie. That's the point. My it doesn't fucking right there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I fuck around with chicken pot pie. Dude, I haven't had a chicken pot chicken pie in so long. pot oh. and pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm down with that. <laughs> you never heard that? that. No. 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 My three favorite things. Chicken. Uh. Pot and pot. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> oh god, I have really that. because I'm my still... favorite things are bacon, guns, and titties, and pussy, and booty, and I'm a beer, booty guy. and whiskey, and trucks, yeah. and guns, and yeah, we have it just keeps it, yeah, it really is. <laughs> and they're all on the same plane, they all give me a semi, <laughs> except for the pussy and the boobs, those give you a full heart on, yeah, especially yeah. if they're in his face. What well, it's, it's, have you seen so, his like, finger? Uh, <laughs> that gets him hard too. <laughs> in, in, guys, it's discolored again. Semi drawbridge is engaged. <laughs> Dark side of the moon. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. It's bleached. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> oh, episode title. Oh my gosh. <laughs> episode nope, title. It's nope, nope, it's bleached. bleached. <laughs> <laughs> and put a quotation. It's like, why do the people look here? Who in their right mind says, I want to bleach my asshole? Like, somebody who doesn't know. Somebody, somebody who's who insecure d- about their well, I'm just saying, who started being. that? Like, I don't know. How do you go from that to that? Probably like, somebody else. Probably somebody else who figured out that guys look at her asshole while they fuck her. I like, like it natural. From what I remember, right, me too. it started yeah, wrong in with that. Like the early 2000s? That's like, that's like, ba- I almost said babes. Girls, that's like having areolas that are the same color as the rest of your skin. It's weird. We want to see the different color boobies. Right. It's like a target. Yeah. We don't care about the random little hair. <laughs> Or the dingleberries. <laughs> yeah. See, I, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's where I draw the line, man. I'm not, I'm not tongue, would, tongue boxing so and a little turd. Her and I, her and I were talking after we recorded that episode. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I'll just, I just won't tell you about the dingleberries. <laughs> She's like, no! I didn't even think about that. Like, you cannot ever. Tell me if you find a dingleberry. <laughs> so, are you like speed bagging with your tongue and a dingleberry? No. What, what do you do with the dingleberry down there? No, no. He said, oh, like some lint, <laughs> <laughs> saving it for later. Hold, hold on, hold on. You got some lint. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh a dingleberry gosh. right there. Oh lord. We are going to hell. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to bring that up now. What What do you do with dingleberries? <laughs> Wait, you do realize that that butthole is going to be immaculate, right? <laughs> it's going to be fucking mint. It's like you could eat dessert <laughs> off of it. <laughs> if it's bleached, you pretty much damn can. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact that she looked me dead in the face and asked, wait, guys look at your butthole when you're doing it doggy style? Yeah. What do you think I, we're looking at? The ceiling? I, I almost wanted to retort to that when you did say that. I'm like, wait. Sometimes we think about how many uh, knuckles we can get in just a bit before you say no. Your asshole can <laughs> fit we, technically two raccoons. Frazier, when we when we get to the bar later, yeah, ask her to, eight inches. When she when we get to the bar later, ask her to do this. <laughs> oh, oh do what? that's I'm horrible. Sorry. <laughs> Going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
We all are. Yeah, all pretty are. much. Because yes. you realize your uh, your lips are made out of the yeah same, same exact same skin and same color. Although, yep. I, I don't I don't know if all of us are going to help because somebody has been staying quiet this whole time and I want to hear how his week went. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. First, my question no. is, how do you get your hair looking that? He went good. home and showered first. That's why he got okay, you. Okay, I know, but I I can sit there with pomade and a comb, and my hair never looks that fucking good. So he's just so, naturally that good. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just naturally. All right. Well, next time I got like a date or something, I need to look nice. I'm bringing you over with your kit. Oh, I'll sh- I'll send you what I use there. All right, all right, and your cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a spritz. But what's been going on with your week? Work. Nonstop. You've been up in Bellingham, right? All week, yeah. What's up there? Um, Houses. Other than hot college chicks. Bold. <laughs> uh, college chicks, meh. Yeah. yeah. My, my little sister really went to college it. up there, and I've I sure hope you don't think your sister's hot. What? My, what no, no, I? I was saying that like, I okay. was up there enough to, you know. Oh, no. I went up there. I went up there when I was, when I was 23 years old. I went up there with one of my best friends, and it was as he was moving in in the summertime. I was rubbernecking everywhere. Shut up. Let the man talk. He doesn't talk. That's why we have a special segment set aside for. At the very end, it's Louise's joke time. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Speak to us. Yeah, I've been up there for like this all week. Um, New homeowners. Haven't like bought this house, haven't moved in, but they noticed uh, a smell in the crawl space. What's so that? we ins- one of our guys goes and inspects it in sewage. Oh. Um, totally like, unknown of how long it's been there, but it's it was like caked up. I, I, I was going to say, it's like, did they find a body and we have a new serial killer in Washington? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> just produce them. Yeah, three three days of just straight extracting. Oh, God. Um, now I know why you didn't want to talk. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's covered he's just in sitting there. He's just sitting there rocking back and forth, holding it all in. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's what I've been up to. You want to come over to H Track? <laughs> the answer is no. Your answer is no. I don't no. know. After a week like that, I would say yes. Okay. No, but there if, are you, uh, if you want to come over to the mechanic world, I might have an opening. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> are you planning not, not murder? Joking. Are you planning to murder giraffe? Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone, got, gone? He's Wait, Well, not what? like gone, gone. He's out right now for surgery. Well, I, I know that. For his surgery. hernia that is only five millimeters wide. We're, well, he's having surgery on his trachea. We're removing it. <laughs> We're having surgery on his heart and searching his skull for a brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find the pee. Is this the Snohomish version of Wizard of Oz? Yes. Pretty fucking much. Except for it's all in uh, one person. Actually, the Snohomish version of Frankenstein, if it was in reverse. Oh. We're taking we're taking a monster and burying it. <laughs> taking it apart and then and then taking it, it apart. No, and then ba- burying it. Yeah, so it can't be put yeah. back together. Yes. Okay. 
I just tell yeah. you what. I, so I think I should say this one, the housing thing, the housing story today. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> my fiance and I were going to look at a house tomorrow at 1245 because that was the only fucking appointment available, period. Only one left. There were two open houses, one Saturday from 1 to 4, Sunday 1 to 2 or something like that. And we're going to go look at it tomorrow. It's for 575 asking price in Snohomish. We get a text today before any of the open houses. We're reviewing all offers tonight because we got a massive offer on the table. People are just laying down like $800,000 to secure houses. Like that's, they seriously just like, I don't know what they put down. I probably never will. I'm not sure I want to know. But these people are laying down millions for $500 houses. And this is, and like you were asking, this is what drives the prices of houses up. The, a will, the amount of money people are willing to pay to get what they want. Talk to me. So on that note, yes, like pre-made homes, uh, I mean already homes existing and go- that are going on the market are going at a premium right now. I've seen three new lots stop production because of lack of funding. Yeah, but, I mean, people are still moving here. It's just that they can't get the shit built. Well, no, I'm saying three new development lots that are bulldozed, ready for, already have utilities ready to go and all that stuff. All they need to do is lay foundation and go. Yeah. Don't have funding anymore. Why? Uh, That's a very good question. Do you know the answer, or are you just putting me on the I don't know the answer. But I'm, like, going, hmm. Looks like 2006, 2007 again. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so you're saying, like, you're suspecting, like, the crash is imminent. It's about to happen. And, like, on a lot of different scales, <coughs> we might see a change in world currency at this point, too. Yeah, I think the world should just swap over to uh, going with a unit. So we're all in the same. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Across the board, there's no... Uh, sort of currency exchange, country to country. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen. No. Happen. Oh, no, no. It's not going to happen <laughs> no. in our lifetimes. It might happen in, like, maybe 100 years, but not yeah, not in our lifetime. A couple hundred. I don't know. Different form of fusion? A eh, hundred years. I don't know. If we ever have World War Three. it might happen. It's on its way. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just keeps wanting to say, I want to nuke it. <laughs> Shit. Did you? Uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole and look what? like an asshole. No, no, no. I, no, no. Not I, getting into you've that. Brought you've it already up. fucking Say cracked hey, that Cody, can of worms. Hey, Cody. How was oh, how was your week? That's a good idea. That was all right. <laughs> I didn't really. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. it no, no annoying kids to drop off. No, they're always annoying. That's that's the point. Okay. Did you have to fight anybody? I had to yell out of Karen. Okay. Ooh, do tell. Oh, yeah. I want to hear this I like story Karen. now. Karen's stories are great. So. I have a certain child on my bus that likes to be annoying, and his name is Cody. His name is Richard. Actually, Fucking his name dick. is actually Richard. <laughs> he is a dick. His name is actually Richard. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever for fun call him Little Richard? That is exactly why I had to talk to his mother. Little Richie? I call him Little Rich. Oh, shit. His mom was so upset that I called him Little. Granted, this kid is in fourth grade. So little. He's probably five feet, 
which I would say for a fourth grader, it's, it's five foot tall. tall. That's yeah, tall. It's, that's taller than Louise is. Ouch. <laughs> Give Louise the benefit of the doubt. He's at least five foot one. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, like, this Give him like, an inch. by all means, like, this kid is not small. He's also rather, like, large. Rotund. Like, he, like, I honestly, like, I'm fat. But Buffy? that kid a sumo. Notice when Cody oh, said, shit. I'm fat, we all went really quiet. <laughs> like, even, like, even for, like, me saying, like, I'm fat, like, I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah. You're big bone. You're like, dense. I'm just a, well, that is very true. No, that's Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I and... thought Thomas was fluffy. No, Thomas is dense. Yeah. And look up. <laughs> Frazier, do you remember what, Frazier, do you remember what I looked like I back in high school? You. What? Do you remember what I looked like back in high school? I have school? my own. <laughs> Why is everyone handing him a knife? <laughs> I got a whole kitchen full of them. In case he misses the first time. What is this? I make one joke and Will Smith escalates it to slapping and now the rest of us are going to stab each other? He, he, brought, oh, man. he set the bar. I have to Hey, at least you have hair. Jada let him, <laughs> <laughs> Jada let him watch so hard. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is getting plowed okay, right now. Getting back to the, the story. The Karen. Yep, Not so little Richie. Richie. Mom's pretty much going after me at the bus stop. And for I'm what? For calling him little. What? Why? What's Apparently what's the, the kid that? got upset that I called him little. I'm trying to be the fattest man on the world. When I even looked at him, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Richard, you're not a small kid. And he goes, yeah, I know. That's why like, I'm upset about it. I'm like, Richard, do you think I'm trying to make fun of you? He goes, maybe. I'm like, no. You sound like such a teacher. That's like saying, yeah. like, little dude. Just call him little Dicky next time. <laughs> oh, I or did. just Dicky. Dude, I called him Dicky today. Yeah. Oh, damn. And he just fired. said, oh, I like that. Start calling, him, start calling him different brand names for jeans. You have Dickies, Wrangler, Levi's. Levi's. Well, Old, no, Navy. That's, Old Navy. That's Our actually the pair area. of pants he was wearing was Dickies. Oh, perfect. Oh. See? Little Dicky later, Dicky. The yeah. joke writes itself. God damn it. And that, no, because I saw him wearing Dicky's pants. I'm like, oh, I'm going to call you Dicky. And he goes, yeah, cool. I like that because that's like the same brand as my pants. So that's why he didn't even say a thing. The joke writes itself. But, anyways, it's so, so ironic. <laughs> mom is like pretty much trying to tear me a new asshole. And I'm just sitting there going, hey, yes, and go ahead. Don't give a shit. Except it didn't say that. It's like looking like Walter. Well, and she says, she's like, do you even care what I'm saying to you? I'm like, ma'am, I actually don't. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she's like, do I need to call your boss? I'm like, go ahead. Here's a number. Hand under the business card to my my plates. And she's like, she's like oh, I'm going to have a word. Let's just say I saw her this morning. And? And she didn't say a fucking word to me. Wonderful. But I went to my boss. And I said, like, hey, did you talk to so-and-so? And she goes, yes. And I tore them a new asshole for yelling at you. And I went, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> well, I love, right. my, I love my boss. She's probably the best boss I've ever had. And for how long I work there or she does. Because if she leaves, I'm probably going to fucking leave that place. Because that place is already a shit show. That hurt, didn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, can I have my phone back now? Who the no. fuck? No! <laughs> Who the fuck is that? 
Her name's. Uh, he's got to go ejaculate now. She. Oh my word. She. Oh my word. He's gone. He's gone. I want to see. <laughs> I, see. I, I said. I send terrible photos to Max. I send terrible photos to Max all day, every day, just to fuck with him. <laughs> Louise is just behind Thomas, like smirking. By the way, uh, somebody just said you sophisticated. You sophisticated? Yes. You better not be jacking off in my toilet. All over the mirror, please. <laughs> Make a smiley face. <laughs> at least do it in the shower so I can just wash down. Ironically okay. enough, we are at 55 minutes, which is close to the end of our episode. Which I think is fair. Right. Eh. Wow, do you want to get out of here? I do. Do you not like Somebody us? Somebody wants to go to the bar. Yeah, I need a beverage and then go home and go to bed. Yeah, I need to go. I think to... he just wants to go back <laughs> to the missus. Hey, Cody! She's at the bar. Like I said, wants to go back to the missus. Oh, I just want to go home and go to bed. What do you want? <laughs> You're out of lotion. <laughs> oh, I know. I've used it all. Just use the hand sanitizer in there. There's about a gallon of it on the counter. Yeah, it's got aloe, so it'll feel nice. Huh? He was out of lotion. That's all I had. Huh. Some spit? Tabata? <laughs> Works. If it, don't, if it don't fit, you spit. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Bar Tools podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck. Are you calling it already? Yeah. <laughs> We're at 56 minutes. All right. <laughs> We're going to go to the bar and get our drink on at 502 Third Street, Snohomish, Washington. That's called The Old Inn. Represent. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, please really follow us bad. on Instagrams and Facebooks at Bar Tools Podcast. And please Be sure uh, to like, love, share, comment, email us. Just interact with our posts. Give and, us five stars. And then uh, also email max at bartoolspodcast at gmail.com if you have topic ideas. Otherwise, you get nights like tonight. What do you want? Your hat looks better backwards. I know story. it does. I agree. <laughs> I, I only do it for comfort. I do it. It's like when you take your hat off for a little while. I can't wear, I can't wear these hats, the flat-brimmed hats. I didn't wear them for years because without a beard, I couldn't wear it any other way at all. And then I found one, and now I can only wear them backwards. That's why I never wear hats. Yep. Yeah. All right. Carry on. Sorry. What was the title of our episode? Something, Something about, about bleach. Nope, it's bleached. Okay. So, Cody? Off you fuck. Wait, Louise. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, um, <clears throat> you may be dicks, but you're my dicks, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>